Hey, so we're back and we are now talking about Black Panther, which we just finished watching. And um, such a great reminder of what a great movie it is. Um, so it was actually nice to sit and watch it again. I don't think we've, I think maybe we've seen it one other time than the time that we'd seen it in the movie theater, maybe. Really? I, I only remember seeing it in the theater. Yeah, uh, me too. I thought we watched it once here. No? We saw it in the theater. You okay, so then you maybe I'm wrong. We tried to watch it once here, but you fell asleep immediately. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. entirely plausible. I mean, why wouldn't you just keep watching it even if I did fall asleep? I think we may have, but you were you were gone, and then we, we stopped in the middle because I think it was late or something. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, um, so uh, the story picks up immediately after I guess Winter Soldier, and T'Challa goes back home to become the king now of Wakanda, which was beautifully, beautifully created. Beautifully rendered the. Fully realized world, yeah. Absolutely. What what did you kids think of the way it looked? Uh, it was really beautiful. It was really great. What well, what was was there anything cool about it? Um. Yeah. Like what? Give us some examples. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you like those ships? Because because they looked like bugs. Ah, the dragonfly ships. Yeah, yeah. Those are fun. But everything about the world of Wakanda is very futuristic and pretty on the eyes, right? I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's it's like a major city, you know, even though in the parts where you're kind of like in the, I don't know, like the markets mm -hmm. doesn't look as polished, but still the overall feel of the entirety of Wakanda is spectacular especially in the first couple of scenes where uh t'challa is going back home i think you mean he's going on a mission so well like in the beginning just... in the beginning after they save lupita's character when he comes back home when he said you know this this never gets tired this never gets Old. old sorry yeah and they go through the the illusion of the forest, forest and then you right. see the true city technology yeah yeah and i think uh shuri was a great character maybe one of the better characters ever realized in a marvel movie she's my favorite in the movie she, why why is she your favorite i don't know she's just a good female character she's strong and smart i agree i agree and it's it's not often that you see um i guess young women especially young women of color presented Hi. well not just well we're talking about shuri's character so here's a person who's a young woman a woman of color but is presented in a way that's not like a stereotypical norm in movie making this woman is of royal descent she's highly intelligent um very modern even in the confines of a monarchy, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, she seemed to be one of the few that was like, uh, sort of like viewing the traditions as, you know, this is a little off, this is a little weird. I mean, let's let's be honest, their, their system of government was uh, uh, 
not the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you literally had to kill someone yeah. to use the throne. Like, you can, what if what if your brother challenged you? Yeah, it's it's the whole you know right of combat. You know that's that's not a way to pick a leader. But you know, hey. Well, I think some things are just it, I guess it, in tradition. I guess it worked for them for thousands of years until that the guy from you know Killmonger showed up and <laughs> kind of threw everything <laughs> on an axis. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, the, the film, yeah, the, the, the way they, the way they realized Wakanda was, was pretty amazing. Yeah. I also think, um, just all of the characters, uh, even, like, the lesser characters or the, the supporting cast was, nobody, nobody was wasted. I think everyone fulfilled their duties nicely, and... It was just, it was nice to see a movie completely from an aspect of people of color, which isn't something that happens very much in super, in traditional superhero movies. So I think, uh, you know, a big shout out to Stan Lee for creating Black Panther and bringing that to the masses in comic book form. And then for Marvel being smart enough to say, you know what, this should also be part of the MCU. Um, hats off to Ryan Coogler, who's an amazing director, in spite of being such a young person. An amazing storyteller. I mean, not just from this movie, but just other movies. Fruitvale Station, Creed, you know, where he also uses Michael B. Jordan, who in this movie is Killmonger. So, you know what, can we talk a little bit about Killmonger, who I think is maybe one of the most nuanced characters and especially one of the most nuanced villains I think in the Marvel Universe because you can kind of see where he his life like ran off the track kind of right and you you sort of empathize and it's, and it's it's not it's not the norm to usually sympathize with the bad guy in the film is it yeah. well, but in this movie yeah they, they showed they showed a character whose anger was was justified, right? And the fact that he was abandoned by his Own his family. heritage, and basically, his, family, yeah. his father was was murdered by his uncle, and it's, it's, it's pretty Shakespearean, you know. And, and yes, absolutely. And, and like this sort of like you know intrigue, royal intrigue, and uh, how uh, some sort of thing from the past could come back to haunt you, as as it did with you know the Wakandan royal family. This, 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 this child that they sort of wrote off as you know an ugly blemish on on you know their the, perfect the, 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 faces. Yeah, the, on, on their perfect faces, their perfect family, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. He, they probably thought, oh well, he'll just continue living in America and eventually die. And he became so consumed with. With anger, vengeance and, and anger that it turned him into this like perfect killing machine, and uh, he came back home and you know you reap what you sow. Absolutely, absolutely. But wasn't Stanley like um there when they were like Stan, Stanley was the thirsty gambler? In that <laughs> yeah. Is that what he's he's credits? credited as thirsty gambler? And he stole Wakanda's he stole uh, T'Challa's winnings at the at the at the roulette table. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I think also uh, another thing 
another thing is especially I think originally when we saw the movie in the theater and something that came back in my mind now just viewing it was the whole what could have been what if you know the king at the time had brought Killmonger home yeah and yeah. hadn't let him you know kind of fall by the wayside you know T'Challa and him would have been brothers almost yeah growing I mean, up together as a child he said you know his father would always tell him that he would bring him there and and he's like imagine believing in fairy tales it wouldn't have been a fairy tale it would have been real his whole life would have been different completely altered him and T'Challa probably and would have he, been friends and he also said that like the sunsets there were beautiful mm -hmm. he did say that and and he it was, was he saw it right at the end before he died died right it was almost yes almost poetic right oh, spoilers right oops well we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> put a disclaimer beforehand um and i think you know uh obviously the scene at the end where he slips away where he says you know i would rather jump off the ship like my ancestors the slaves did because well bury me in the ocean bury me in the ocean like, like my ancestors who would rather have death than than bondage right i think that's also a very powerful statement and you know obviously deeply rooted in the history of like the african-american experience especially in this country um where you know that's, they were that's where african-americans are from <laughs> well yeah no i understand that but i'm just saying yeah. you know it's interwoven into the story which you know kudos for acknowledging that and and you well, know i mean adding that, it to the story i think that's where it really pays off that you're having a, a script written by african-americans directed by african-americans portrayed by african-americans right. it, it you're gonna get you know basically a more authentic point of view rather than you know when we grew up it was a lot different you you're right you're, you looked on tv and you were basically presented with stereotypes absolutely and, and, absolutely know, oh you, you, you're oh there's the there's the black guy in the movie oh, he's the drug dealer or he's the comedy relief right or and in a horror die. film yeah, usually the first the person first, that yeah, die yeah. in the first 10 minutes of a movie um yeah. so yeah so for, i think from that point of view it was very powerful and i agree with you you know just having this particular story deeply rooted in people of color you know from production to story to execution to everything um gives it more authenticity kudos to marvel again for you know going this route and and allowing these stories to be told and and picking this you know i guess this property of theirs to to bring to the big screen um i also want to say that I really, again, just the whole, you know, as a parent, you know, when I look at Killmonger, you know, my heart breaks because you always, as a good parent, you know, you want the next generation to be better than you, to have a better life, to be successful, to move ahead, to do better even than ourselves in a way, right? That's the goal of every parent. You know, we try to push our, our offspring and our children to to strive to be the best that they can be and again it's it's just it's it's so heartbreaking to me like it and it's done in such a lovely nuanced way in this movie because it's it's not overkill right yeah. i mean you don't really 
It's not overkill. You don't feel like you're being preached to. Preached to. You know. You know the 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 story and and where Killmonger goes from the beginning to the end is very organic, and the development of the story is very organic, and you. And and his his story deeply affects T'Challa's story because if it wasn't for Killmonger and the life that Killmonger was basically forced to go through, T'Challa's worldview would not have changed really. True. He, true. He would not. The, the end of the movie wouldn't be him, you know, opening up Wakanda to the rest of the world, world, right? And and you know, trying to help the rest of the world. It would just be okay. Back to business as usual. Uh, we got to keep everything secret. Remember, right? Which yeah. is interesting because you know what? That's a really great point that you made because even Lupita's character, who basically was like, "Well, I want to go out into the world and help others." You know, and, and as and, much and as he would, loved and, her, yeah, and she and the way he, she would, had to do it previously was through like subterfuge. She was a spy, right, right, you know, right. Now she's the head of you know the outreach program, program you know? right. So, so, so yeah, so Killmonger's story definitely resonated and ripple effect the wider, yeah, story. I mean, as a bad guy, he literally changed the way the nation worked. I mean, he his way obviously was. You know, let's just go out there and start killing everybody. Right. But his his actions pretty much, change, you know, he's going to basically get what he wanted in a way, but except not it's not less through. Bloody except and it's stuff. not through. Yeah, it's not through blood and mayhem. It's through education and 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 cooperation, cooperation and you know, helping the world rather than you know enslaving it. What was your favorite part of the movie? Oh. What did you like best, Olive? I have no idea. You have no idea? You just watched the whole movie with us. <laughs> I, I don't know. Olivia probably forgot every main detail of it. <laughs> <laughs> did you like the fights? Kind of. Did kind you of. like the outfits? I outfits were cool. Um, yeah. 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 Did you like the the big rhinoceroses smashing into people and sending them flying? The masks that the people wore, the, the car chase. The car chase, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I like how she she was like driving that car, I, even I, though she wasn't there. I remember when we saw it in the theater during that car chase. You were dancing like crazy to that music. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Olivia was dancing with at the end credits too. Yeah. yeah. That's a great song though. Let's I mean, we could do a whole segment on why Kenny Lamar is such a national treasure, but um, what about you, G? What was your favorite part of the movie? When Stanley took all of his um <laughs> his chips. Yeah. Uh, I am glad that he got to be in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe you know that movies. Teen Titans Go movie? And he, yeah, he was did a, a voice Titans in the Go, yeah, yeah. Even though it wasn't a Marvel thing. Even yeah. though it wasn't a Marvel thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the new ones won't have him. It is sad. What about you? What was your favorite part of the movie? His soul lives on with the movie. Uh, my favorite part? Uh... Probably just like the just the the way the two story arcs of Killmonger and T'Challa intersect intersected with each other and affected each other to the point where they 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 really 
Like, the, their arcs... Well, especially T'Challa's arc would not have been complete without Killmonger. And it, it really made it seem very organic. It wasn't... You never felt like anybody was doing something because the script demanded it. Right. It was always, you know... Yeah, that's what would happen if this situation were to arise. Rise, right. And I, I just... I thought that was really well done. Just just the way the characters were able to interact with each other and seriously affect each other you know on an emotional intellectual level that that just worked and you could really tell and there's a lot of films out there where you know a guy will just do something that's just why the hell did you do that you right, right, I mean? right just because he wants to yeah it was just yeah just because the plot needed it or, or I'm gonna do something incredibly stupid <laughs> because if I don't do this stupid thing the, the plot can't advance and and the there movie was, will stop yeah there was none of that no. in this movie no everything led up to everything lovely. else lovely yeah I mean uh, Killmonger's working with with Claw, Claw. With Claw. it worked Right. I mean, I love Andy Serkis. I was sad to see him die, but it was perfect. You, you needed it. It was right. absolutely not. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Andy <laughs> dies. I loved Andy Serkis's arm. I thought him blowing stuff so up. So cool. That, that thing was, so cool. That thing was so cool. But uh, and also as as an as an actor, and I think I mentioned this previously. Just what uh, he's so amazing to watch, Andy Serkis. He really inhabits a character and gets into the skin and. I really enjoy him as a heavy. Yeah. I really, I mean, don't get me wrong, I liked his character in 13 going on 30, but I think when he <laughs> really inhabits like these very complex, layered he was bad guys. He was going on 30? Yeah, he was the he magazine was, editor. The, the, or the head of the magazine. The head of the magazine. He looked very different. I mean, in this, he looks so jacked. I'm like, yeah, he's, Jesus. He was old. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, yeah. And the 13 I mean, going 30 had dark, greasy hair, hair and, and, and was skinny. No, clean shaven. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and he's he's also just fun to watch, you know, yeah. and him with that crazy accent and just this ripped upper body. I was like, what is going and, on? And, and he looked like a, a psychopath. Yes. He has that mania in his eyes. Yes. He really knows how to project Project it. that. Absolutely. Even when he's dead. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The look in his eyes when he was dead was creepy. Yeah. Uh, Mart, shout out to Martin Freeman, also a good, yeah. versatile a good, actor. Yeah, good addition to the to the story. Who you would not know is an Englishman from his. They're stealing all our jobs. <laughs> and it's funny because then, like, when you hear Tom Holland, also. Yeah, Tom Holland. Just, I mean, shout out to the diction coach on Spider-Man because, seriously, if you didn't know that Tom Holland was a, was a true Brit, you just wouldn't know. He sounds like a boy from Queens. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, everything about this movie, top to bottom, just flawless. I think great script. Um, there wasn't any lag as far as I was concerned. I mean, everything moved quickly and well and everything in the story was organic you never questioned any of the decisions or any of where the story was headed the set design the art direction was phenomenal i mean you look at what wakanda is and you actually believe that it exists um 
And then it's not just all CG. Even though it's all just CG. Yes. You know, the world that they create, the world that they inhabit, everything is just really nicely, nicely done. As far as the acting, just stellar, stellar performances from everyone. Again, top to bottom. I mean, Angela Bassett, always a treat to watch. Forrest Whitaker, you know, always a treat to watch. Chadwick Boseman, just amazing, amazing. Um, Lupita, I wish... The, my only thing was I wish she would had have had a little bit more, but, you know, it is what it is, and, you know... I, I feel for, like, a supporting character. She, she got good she screen time. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I mean you, you don't want to, like... You, the focus should be on, you know... T'Challa. T'Challa. Right. And Killmonger. Yeah. So, she a good thing about her character is she didn't feel like, you know, oh, it's the love interest. Right, right. She actually did more than just be like... Eh, a pretty uh, set piece, yeah. Yeah, we used to date, now we don't anymore, and blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And I always said... actually like, beating people up. It's it's funny, I think you and I have had this conversation. Wait, was she like the one with the rings? Yes, that was T'Challa's old... Nakia. That was T'Challa's old girlfriend, who he still obviously harbored feelings for. Yes. And you and I have had this conversation about how... I don't mind romantic movies, but I really like when my action movies are more action heavy. Yeah. You know, I mean, if there's a kiss here and there, fine. Yeah, but I don't need any makeout scenes. Exactly, exactly. That's why one of the reasons why I loved Pacific Rim so very much, because it was aliens versus robots. Yeah. I mean, at you the, can't... And there was no kissing. Well, at the end, there was like a... Yeah, there was like a hug. That was it, you know? But, but that's not kissing. Yeah, no, it's perfect. I thought... I thought that was a perfect movie. I'm still mad at America for making Grown Ups the number one Mookie D that weekend, but, you know, whatever. Was it Grown Ups or Grown Ups 2? I think it was the first Grown Ups. I don't remember, actually. I think it was the first one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, getting back to uh, Black Panther, just top to bottom, really just well done. Kudos to Marvel. Um, kudos to Ryan Coogler. Kudos to the cast. Um, nobody's wasted. Everyone just brings their A game, makes terrific storytelling, an awesome movie. You know, I, I, it's funny when you hear people say, well, I don't get it. And it's like, how do you Is not... It's funny. You want to kill them when they say it. <laughs> well, I think, you know, not to politicize, but I think a lot of it comes from ignorance and this unwillingness some, to step in other people's some, shoes. Yeah, some people just don't want to give something a chance because the way it looks. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Uh, you know, they're not... They're never going to get it. They're, yeah. They're yeah. Just, they're just and not, it's unfortunate. They're not going to get it. And it doesn't matter, you know, just, just let this... Just listen to the story. Get involved yeah. in the story. Let the story... You guide know, you. Guide you. You know, allow yourself to lose yourself. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that. And if you can learn something and if you can take something away from it and apply it to everyday life, that's great. I mean, you know, I th at the end, the things that separate us aren't, are nothing compared to the things that we all share. You know, we love our families. We love our communities. You know, we try to be decent people. You know, heavy is the head of the, the one who wears the crown, you know, 
to be a leader, sometimes you have to make difficult choices. I think T'Challa's dad made a difficult choice. I think well, I agree. It wasn't a good choice. It wasn't, I was going to say, I agree with T'Challa. It wasn't the correct choice, but it was a choice that he made. It was a choice that he had to live with. I'm sure the guilt and the shame of it was something that he carried with him always. You know, to kill your own brother. I mean, that's that's pretty impactful stuff. It's, you know, as you said, very Shakespearean. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and again, you know, we've, we, we talked about how different Killmonger's life would have been had he been brought back into the fold. It probably wouldn't have been the story, obviously, because... Yeah, it wouldn't have been. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think it's, it's, it's good that you had a villain that you could sort of sympathize with here, you know? Um, and it wasn't just some lunatic who was bad just for the sake of being bad. Although those kind of villains are also fun to watch, right? But yeah. I think for this particular for this story, story no, it I think it, was, it made it more impactful, right? Yeah. Because you're seeing someone who... Who has a good motive for being what they are. You know are. what? Claw filled that, 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 that role of right. a villain who is bad for, for being bad. bad I mean, right. His motive was entirely greed-based. Right. Right. Yeah. Whereas Killmonger's was more hurt and revenge. Yeah. But you could see why he became the way he did. Yeah. And it was unfortunate. Um, yeah, I mean, you know... It was a good movie, but I think also you take away like this kind of devastation, you know, that his own family kind of turned against him. His his uncle killed his father and then just left him there, you know. Yeah. So in in that respect, I guess it's it's very very heartbreaking. So that that definitely adds another layer to the story, right? It's not just a, you know there's there's more shades of gray here because it's it's not just again like you know like what you said about claw you know he's bad because of his greed you know with killmonger you have other reasons and you know justifiably so so but he was still a bad guy he was absolutely still a bad guy no, still no, a bad guy he, there's no justification for wanting mass murder <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And Even all those brands family. on his body was yeah. a lot of body count. Yeah. <laughs> he enjoyed killing. Yes. So let's not get it twisted. Yeah. But again, you have to wonder what his life could have been like had he had been afforded a different opportunity and a different future. Yeah. I mean, his, his the little moment he had with his dad, it, it seemed to be a loving relationship. It wasn't abusive. Right. Uh, or hateful. Or hateful, you know. Right. But, uh, it, you know, circumstances were what they were. And yeah. it turned him into that. Right. Heartbreaking. But good. Fabulous. Uh, scale of 1 to 10. Go. I'd give it a 9. I, too, would give it a 9. I was going to say 8.5 or 9, but I think it's a solid, solid 9. I give it nine and three-fourths. Nine and three-fourths. The almost perfect movie. Yeah. yeah so, pro probably my only little gripe with it was the end fight scene was a bit too CG-ish. 
I could see that. I could see yeah, that. There's a little rubberiness to those bodies flying around. Right. That you only see with, with CG bodies. But other other than that, I mean, the, the special effects were were pretty fantastic. Yeah. I like the, the way they handled the technology, like especially with their little watches. <laughs> and like all the grains would pop up and it would yeah. just turn into the person's head. Yeah, that looked that looked pretty cool. Yeah, that looked pretty we, realistic. Yeah. yeah, when can we develop that? I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready too. Yeah, like <laughs> seventeen thousand centuries from now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that is it from us. Uh, definitely check it out if you haven't already. Uh, Marvel's Black Panther. And we will be back another time with another movie. I still haven't made my decision on what my choice was going to be, other than the two movies that I mentioned to you secretly. But uh, when you hear back from us, you'll know what that is. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Also, Olivia's in the bathroom. Yep. <laughs>